our goal is to get a mobile barbershop. Yeah, that's we want a mobile. Yeah, because that's what I felt like God showed me to get a mobile barbershop because a lot of parents, they have the anxiety and the stress of knowing that the last time they went to this barbershop, child didn't like it. What if I could come alleviate the travel time and the stress? You come outside your door or somewhere near your house where you don't have to travel far. Yeah. And come in a safe place where it's not a bunch of music, overstimulating environment and make totally. it a more comfortable environment for the, uh, everybody. Get a haircut. Man, I think you're in the zone right now. I mean, I can feel this mobile barbershop. I mean, yes. I, I would be there, no doubt. <laughs> you're giving them an environment that they can start to recognize. Yes. So it's not it's not a new look. All the things yep. that you just said, man, I think you're in the zone. I love what you're doing. Yeah, man. So at our first event, a young lady came, brung her son, and she like did a documentary about it. Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair podcast brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable strip it all down and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be discussing how do you get your child a haircut without it being a traumatic experience. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. And before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment one day at a time. So if you're ready to continue your journey of awareness and consciousness, then let me welcome you to Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. So on today's show, we have Ronald Berrien. Did I say that right, Ronald? You said it correctly. <laughs> and we're excited to have you and hear your story. Can you tell us a little bit about you and maybe your family dynamic or makeup? Okay, so um 46 years old. I'm married to my beautiful wife. Going on... 19 years. Yes. 19 years. No, you know what? Actually going on 20 years. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> going on 20 years. Um, we have three children, two by marriage, and um, our oldest is my stepson. My oldest is 29, going on 30. The middle um, 
our daughter is 19 and our youngest is 17 and he has um autism awesome man congratulations on that marriage you know that's not everybody's yeah. story that comes on this show yeah because it, it definitely was going the other way it takes a toll and sometimes the people we care about the most are the ones who get the worst your 17 year olds on the spectrum yes when did you notice that something was different than maybe what was going on with your other kids at that age yeah so i would say about one and a half well he had some difficulties at birth he was a c-section child so it was scheduled but he had bad acid reflux and he was going through that but other than that he was quiet quiet baby and then um, all of a sudden, we just, after he got his shots, just something changed. This is a lot of parents' stories, story, but it's a lot of other parents didn't go through this. But for us, we just know it's a big change. After he got all those shots together, he started staring at the ceiling fan, standing on his toes, rocking back and forth, no eye contact, not sleeping. Just everything just turned like bad. Like we wasn't getting no sleep. It was just horrible. And we knew something was going on, but we just didn't know the name of it. Yeah. And so a couple people, one family member mentioned autism to us. And we was like, well, we know something going on. So we want to get him a evaluation. He was happen he happened to get two evaluations in the same week. Wow like days apart and they came over the diagnosis with autism, ADHD. And from there, life turned upside down. It was, we were already struggling. I mean, financially we was already struggling. And the funny thing, we did not want any ch no more children. After our daughter was born, I was like, no, we're already struggling. We don't need to bring no more kids in this world like this. Let's get ourselves together. I was on my way to get a vasectomy. And then I noticed my wife was getting sick. Wow. Yeah. Morning sickness. And I just looked at her. I said, you pregnant? <laughs> she was like, you think so? Went to the doctor. You pregnant? They looked <laughs> at us because they knew our situation. They was like, what you going to do? Like, are you going to have an abortion? We was like, no, we're not doing that. So we went forth, had had Junior, and um, it's been a journey. It's been very hard, and we're still climbing. We're still climbing. He has gotten a lot better because he's in residential care. Thank God for that. He's in a good place where he's getting the treatment. We've seen his behavior turn around within a year of being in there. He was in another residential place and it was horrible. He he hated it. He just couldn't say it. Yeah. But his actions proved that he didn't like what was going on there. As yeah. soon as we took him, got him out of there, got him to another place because of the, the other place had a bunch of lawsuits pending. Yeah. And the insurance was like, they couldn't tell us to take him out, but they was like, we're pulling funding. And at wow. the time we was like, well, where are you going to go? Because you know, it's already scary putting your child in residential care and then knowing you might have to put them 
to another place and got to trust a whole nother set of people, even though you ain't like what was going on there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they sent us a letter once. We looked at it. We was like, well, what if we want him to stay there? They was like, all right, fine. He could stay there. Then they sent us another letter. And we felt like God was saying, get him out of there. So we pulled him out of there. And his behaviors didn't turn around right away. But, like, we couldn't bring him home. Like, it got to the point where we couldn't even bring him home on the weekends. We could just go see him for an hour a week, and that's it. Because yeah. every time we would get him in the car to bring him back, he would go off. I mean, mm. kicking, screaming, hitting us. We in the car holding him because we like, we don't want to call the police. Yeah. You know, because we don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, that was a, a scary situation, and it happened so many times for us. We was in that situation, just me and my wife. And then sometimes our children had to face, you know, some of the stuff we was going through and be put in a situation where we needed their help. Wow. And we hated that they had to do that. Yeah. But we didn't have nobody else to turn to when we were worn out. Wow. That's heavy stuff, man. That's a lot. Just going back just for a second, you knew something was up. You take him for the evaluation. It comes back. You have a name for it now. What, what's that feeling like for you and your oh, wife? Man. I already knew. All right. We already knew something was wrong. But once we got the name, I was just sitting there like, wow, like something else to deal with. Because I have lupus. So wow. I have lupus. I got diagnosed when I was 19. So I've been living with lupus at that time for a while before I met my wife. And so now, you know, I'm going back and forth to the doctor getting medication and stuff. And now we got to deal with something else that's even worse than I feel like what I was going through at the time. Wow. Because I know like us, we know how to deal with pain for ourselves. But when your child is dealing with something, you don't know how to really comfort them. You know what I'm saying? We know how much we could take, but we don't know how much our children could take. Yeah. And so you want to do everything to bring them some kind of comfort. And then our situation, it was very hard because it was like we didn't have an answer for anything. Did you and your wife respond in a similar way to the situation? Or, you know, sometimes one is over here and one's here. Right. Have you guys been on the same page or has that been a challenge? Yeah. Yeah, fortunately, we've been on the same page. Like, neither one of us was like in denial. Like, no, I don't accept that. Not nice. my child. You know, we was like, okay, what we need to do? Yeah. yeah. And we started getting them services and trying to get them in the best programs, schools possible. But at the time, it was nothing could help him with his behavior. I mean, no medication, nothing was working. He was just hyper and very aggressive. Wow. And this is going on for since he got diagnosed with like two all the way up to even to now 17, maybe three weeks ago at the um, they had an outing where he's at. He was in the mall and for some reason he usually fine. They haven't had any issues. Some reason this day, I don't know what happened. He started getting aggressive. He bit a pedestrian. 
Yeah. Thank God they didn't want to sue or anything or they did get hurt. But, you know, if that was us in the Marvel film and that happened, I don't know. Yeah. It would have been worse because it would have just been us two and him. He's big and strong, you know? Yeah. And we would have been sweating, How asking big? for help. So we're like the same height. I'm short, but he's stocky. Like, he's real stocky. Like, he's... Five six one ninety four. Dang. Yeah. So he yeah. Uh, so if he's mad, you can't right. just put him down. Exactly. I mean, I had to. Yeah. A few times. Uh, actually, a lot of times, me and my wife and our son, our daughter had to just hold him down, restrain him to keep him safe and to keep us safe. Yeah. Many a times throughout the years, and we've been going through this for years and years and it just at one time we was when the opportunity for him to get into residential care we were on the the brink of insanity yeah that's how bad it was we talk about no sleep aggression him having uh, obsessing over certain foods and and things he he wanted to go on rides all the time so we're not getting sleep both of us can't work, so financially we're strapped, we're struggling, we're, we're relying on Social Security and SSI and, yeah. and stuff like that, even to today. Yeah. It's it's still the same way. Yeah. You know, it, it's very hard. Is he verbal? He will say what he want and need. Okay. And, yeah, like, and the, the funny thing is, like, when he was young, he used to speak with a regular tone, loud, even if he was laughing or mad. Now he talk real, real quiet, real soft. Huh. And you can't get him to speak up like in the regular tone. Unless he's he's mad about something and he just blurts it out. But other than that, he he'll say like, go for a ride. Huh. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but and for us, we like, we'll take that. You yeah. know, we'll take yeah. that over the other stuff we've been through. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, the yeah. least of our problems. <laughs> so um what's the experience been like for the the siblings it was rough a lot of depression a lot of frustration you know a lot of crying um, especially for our daughter our son you know he'll just play his go play his game he'd be to himself but our daughter really was hands more hands-on than our son she got hit a lot she yeah. missed out on a lot because we couldn't afford it or yeah. we had to give a lot of attention to our, our son. Yeah. It, it's, it's heavy. Yeah. I feel you. Um, my kids have scars from their siblings biting them. When did you become a barber? This all started. I started having a passion for cutting hair. When I had hair, I started cutting my own hair. I was cutting our oldest son hair. And then when Ronald Jr. was born, that's when they happened because I couldn't cut his hair. He did not like getting his hair cut. Yeah. But so we had to hold him down. Right. Just to cut his hair off. Buzz cut in, right. all even. Just right. looking. And freaking <laughs> out. You're holding him. Yeah. Exactly. We all. And he at the time, he was so puny, like. And but he was still strong. He would uh -huh. get out of our locks, and I yeah. mean, it was horrible. And but we knew if we would have 
gave up, he would never be in the position where he's at now. Yeah. And so this, it just went on for years and years, few years with him not wanting to get haircuts. So all of a sudden, it just changed. What changed? I don't know. Yeah. We just kept trying and trying. And then he stopped resisting it more to the point when I was able to just cut his hair off. But I couldn't give him a lineup or anything. And uh-huh. then, you know, every time I cut his hair, I try to do everything I can. And whatever he don't allow me to do, I went and I just try again. And all of a sudden, I was able to give him a lineup. Next thing I know, he's getting the full haircut. I never took him to a barbershop, though, because yeah. I, I was having I had a passion for cutting hair. And so in the midst of going through that, I really feel like God that showed me like it was so many people and so many families out here going through the same thing y'all going through. And so I was like, wow, I wish I could go to barbering school to get my license so I could start cutting other children hair on the, on the spectrum. But I couldn't do it because our son was home and he mm-hmm. took up all of our time. And once he was able to get the residential care, I was like, all right, I'm going to school. So I couldn't find a barber school, though, a accredited uh-huh. barber school. I couldn't find one that take financial aid where I, I'm at. Cause I'm in, I'm in Philadelphia. All right. So at the time I just was like, all right, I'll go to cosmetology, get some experience, you know, start there and then do barbering later on. So I went to cosmetology for six months and most of the time I was frustrated because I wasn't doing what I really wanted to do. I didn't mind doing women here. That's just, not what I wanted to focus on. Mm-hmm. So I do have some skills where I could do women here now, but I wanted to learn barbering because that's what I wanted to do. So in the midst of my frustration, I went back online again, looked for barbering schools, and one popped up about 15 miles. It was, it was a little ride for me, but I was like, I don't care. If they allowed me to come there, I'm going. And I started the paperwork, got in. It took me about 16, 17 months of going there in the evening. And to uh, I just graduated last September. Congrats. Got my license. Yeah, thank you. Got my license. Let's see, September. It had to be like around November, December. Got my license. I was like, I wanted, I, every time, while I was in school, the whole time, I said, I'm not worrying about being the best barber, like a YouTube barber. I wasn't worried about any of that. I said, I want to focus my craft on servicing those with special needs. Ah, that's awesome. And that's what I kept telling people. And so me and my family, we are trying to start a nonprofit organization so that we can provide this service for free because I don't want to charge. You know what I'm saying? I feel bad having to charge a parent, even though they don't care. They like, as long as you do it, I'll pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So wow. we are in the beginning stages of starting a nonprofit organization called Awesome Cuts. We're on, on Instagram. We're doing free haircut events around Philadelphia area every month at different organizations or businesses that will allow us to come there. And I cut between 10 to 12 people here, either 
young or old, it don't it don't matter. And females too. You know, if little girls want their hair cut, I I could cut their hair too. And so we just started. We had two events so far. We have one coming up this month, and we have a fundraising comedy show that's coming up that a comedian is doing on our behalf. Cool. Because our our goal is to get a mobile barbershop. Yeah, that's awesome. we want a mobile. Yeah, because that's what I felt like God showed me to get a mobile barbershop because a lot of parents. First of all, they have the anxiety and the stress of knowing that the last time they went to this barbershop, they didn't, their child didn't like it. Now mm-hmm. I gotta try to do it again. So what if I could come alleviate the travel time and the stress? You come outside your door or somewhere near your house where you don't have to travel far. Yeah. And get and come in a safe place where it's not a bunch of music, a bunch of overstimulating environment, you know, and make totally. it a more comfortable environment for the, uh, everybody. Get a haircut. What if they don't, don't even get a haircut that time? Because they still can't take it. At least you know I, I'll be back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Man, I think you're in the zone right now. I mean, I can feel this mobile barbershop. I mean, yes. I, I would be there, no doubt. <laughs> you're giving them an environment that they can start to recognize yeah. so it's not it's not a new look all the things yep. that you just said man i'm i think you're in the zone i love what you're doing yeah man it, it's a very yo i'm telling you so at our first event a young lady came bring her son and she like did a documentary about it and it went viral really i mean it was on so many people platforms it made it to Holly Robinson Pete platform on her Instagram. She shared it. And we went from a um, little bit over 400 followers to now we're over a thousand followers. Wow. Like it, it just, it was like following was coming, just coming in like follow, 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 follow. I'm like, oh my goodness, like what is happening? And we're yeah. getting requests in New York, Florida, Tennessee, Texas, California. The whole country, yeah, is saying, gonna, you're gonna "Can you come this. when you come in here?" And like, we want to become a five hundred one c nonprofit, so we could get funding from other companies and stuff that will sponsor sponsor yeah. us to make the haircutting free. Yeah, you know, man, you're gonna have trucks everywhere. That's what we want. I love it. <laughs> um, I, I, man, I really do. I, I love it. It's like it's turning a negative into a positive, man. It's yeah. it, it's turning a negative into a positive. It's creating. It's helping people on a path that's really difficult, man. Like raising special needs kids. It's heavy. Yeah, it is. It's very heavy. You know, my kid's hair was too long. I mean, this is a couple of days ago. My son's hair every week. I'm like, I need to cut it. I need to get it cut. I need to get it cut. But it's going to be a big experience. Right. Now the hair's in his face. I know the teachers at school are talking about it. I'm stressing out over it. Finally, yeah. I, I walked to a place and said, hey, can you do his hair? They said, no, nah, we're not set up for that. You know, so it's like, put your head down, walk yep. over to the next place. Yeah, we can do it. And like I told you before the show, about 10 suckers later, I'm holding him down. He's got sticky hair all over his face, on his lips, all over. You know, he's like, ah, the guy's like trying to take, <laughs> swing with the, take swings with the 
the <laughs> thing at his hair just get a little chunk and oh yes and we, we left and he had like this bowl cut you know just with jagged bangs so i love what you're doing man that's really cool thank you um, thank you you've been on this journey for a while yeah. now um, some people are just getting diagnosis. You know, their kids yeah. two or three years old. They just got diagnosed and the parent is falling into a little depression and they're mm -hmm. like, I I'm not going to be able to do this. What do you yeah. say to them? What do you what do we say? to What do we say to them? One thing I will say is stick close to the people who really care about you and stay away from the people who don't, because your village become very small sometimes. It's not for everybody. Some people, they have people that rally around them and be like, hey, what's going on? We're here to help. But for most, it's like, oh, you can't come out no more. You can't hang out no more. Oh, right. okay. Oh, yeah, I did hear, hear about your son, your daughter. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But they can't do nothing for you. And you're going to feel rejected. And you're yeah. going to feel hurt. But guess what? They can't do nothing for you. They don't even understand. They can't even rationalize in their mind what you're going through. Mm -hmm. No matter what you say, I'm not getting sleep. My finances are depleted. And this is what this is what we've been through. You know, hey, my finances deplete, depleted. I'm struggling. And then when you don't hear, when you don't hear these words, how can I help you? What can I do? That's like a, a gut punch. Like, man, I've known you 20 plus years and you never offered me nothing. Not even $5. Not even a pack of diapers and no formula. You that you didn't even come see me. You know, and and for us it was bad. It like we went through depression, rejection. We're still going through stuff now. I'm just starting um, to see a therapist, you know, for yeah. some of the stuff I've been through as a child and going through autism and having my own health issues and health, own mental health issues that I'm, I'm just finding out about, you know, is yeah, this, this could send you over the edge, yeah. you know, what's the name of the company? Awesome cut. Awesome. What? Awesome cut. Awesome, awesome cuts. Cut. I feel like that's, I feel like that's the positive train that's coming to town to get behind. And, and, yeah. and uh, I'm going to pray about that for you. Thank um, you. Thank you. Most couples that have a special needs child get divorced. Um, yes. It's too mm -hmm. much on the marriage. How did you guys, how did oh, you guys pull man. through? I'll tell you, I was, man, it was it's better together, I, right? Yep, it's better together. Okay. Because so, uh, besides autism, I had my own issues. You know what I'm saying? My own men issues. You know, being out there, being brought up wrong, thinking wrong, not right. not being mature. You know, I had my own issues. And then when you add autism on top of it, man, it just magnified everything. Right. You know, now we really can't get together. We can't even go spend a night out. We yeah. don't have no free time together. Yeah. And so that right there, it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of faith 
to say, we going to stick through this. All right. We in this together because I one thing I always even before autism came in my life when I be, when I was younger, I always said, you know, I don't want to be a, a divorcee. You know what I'm saying? I never wanted to be in a position where or even before I even get married, having, you know, a child and not being with the mom. Mm-hmm. I never wanted that. Mm-hmm. I never wanted that. But I was making it very hard for it it not to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> I and I, I like it. I thank God for my wife because I, I just I don't know uh, a stronger person that I've met besides her. And um, like I believe God. Yeah, I believe God really put us together. And when I seen her, she was taking care of my um, mother because she was a respiratory therapist and she was in the hospital. And I came to see my mom and I seen her. And I, it was just something about her. It wasn't even like she had on some tight scrubs and her body was showing. It was yeah. just something I felt like I needed to get to know her. So I got to know her and, yeah. you know, now you talk about almost 20 years of marriage and a lot of hardship, a lot of forgiving, a lot of talks. I think that's the hardest thing when you mess up having to sit and sit in what you did. You know, a lot of times we don't want to keep getting questioned about our mistakes and our yeah. faults, especially when it's repeated stuff. Right. You know, and it took a lot. I'm talking about like, please don't don't bring it up again. Like, yeah. please, don't. I want to hear it. <laughs> but it was like, I'm the one who caused this. So I had to sit in it. Yeah. And for anyone out there that's married and you, you're contemplating on leaving your spouse, please don't work it out. I'm telling you, you, you might not think that you can forgive somebody over something. I mean, in some cases, you do need to leave. All right. I'm not saying stay yeah. in abuse or anything right. like that. Yeah. But if it's something uh, besides mental or physical abuse that you're facing, let's work it out. Yeah. I'm telling you, I know you feel like you can't forgive that person because you always said if somebody did this to me, I will never forgive them. Yeah. But you do have the power to forgive. Yeah. I've been in court for four and a half years, man. It's all negative, no positive. Nobody wins. The attorneys are the only ones who come out with anything in that situation. It's all ugly. So I I second what you're saying. Your story for me has been very inspiring. I know the listeners feel the same way. And I appreciate that you, um, the authenticity and just laying it, laying it down. I want to celebrate your awesome cuts and I hope you'll stay connected with us. And when you take that next step, let's do another episode and announce that next step. You down with that? I'm definitely down with that. All right. And hey, any um, contact information for people that are in your area, will you send that over to us so that we can put it in the show notes? I sure will. We have a a GoFundMe page of, um, like I said, we have a comedy show. If you're in the Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York area, you want to come out and support us to help us get this mobile barbershop 
please, we would love to see you there. I think, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. So thanks again. Say hello to your wife for me. Thank you. Uh, I sure will. You know, tell her she sounds like an amazing lady. And I wish you all the best. And I hope we can stay connected and touch base soon. Yes. And I will keep you in my prayers, man. Thanks. It's nice to meet you, man. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes And we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long.